Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt Myra. I'm Dory Shafrier. This is this is Bo. He's licking Matt. We're recording in my bedroom tonight. Your bedroom? Our bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> we are. Uh, we have guests in my office. Oh. <laughs> my parents are staying with us. Yep, and Bo is literally on top of me. Yeah, maybe because you're lying down on the bed. That's how tired I am. The people demand a podcast, so I'm giving it to them. Hello, Bo. I know. I think you should come up here and lean against the pillows. Though. I think I'll hang out over here. Okay. It'll keep me alert. All right. Whatever you want. Welcome to, yeah, I already did that. Yeah, podcast is that. here. Podcast is here. Thank We've you been... for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, emailing. Thank you for participating. Thank you for making this podcast possible because without you and the weeks that we're not uh, shoving drugs into my wife, we wouldn't really have much to talk about. 
Yeah. Also, thank you for donating. Uh, a few people. Some people have donated. Donated to the to the to the cause. Thank you so much yeah. for donating to our little tiny podcast, which is really great. That is not on a network. Yeah. It's we are. This is indie punk rock podcasting right here. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah. Bo, you are aggressively mouthing at my hand. Usually that means you want to go out, but you can't go out. Not yet. Stop. Not yet. All right. We're just going to have to ignore him. I am trying. All right. Cool. Uh, So what's new on our front? Nothing. We've done nothing. Yeah. We haven't really done anything. I've done a lot of uh, musing. What do you mean? Uh, Well... I know what you mean, but musings on what? Well, this week I was like, should we go to a different doctor in our practice? (gasps) What? I know. You can't do that. What if he listens to this? Wait, why would a different doctor have a different outcome? I don't know. You know, I I keep thinking about how the definition of of insanity is like doing the same thing over again and expecting different results. Yeah. And then I was like, what if we're being insane by... By staying with Dr. Ringler. Uh, I don't know. Let's try it a third time and then figure out how insane we are. Okay. I mean, we only we only know him. We don't know anything else. Uh, we know him. We know other people that go to him. But they haven't had great results. Well, that's, you know, different people, different health problems. Yeah. Like maybe we should go to the lady doctor in our practice. There's a lady doctor in the practice? Huh. Like maybe she, like this is a total stereotype, but uh, I'm like, maybe she would have a better bedside manner. You don't like, uh, he might be on this podcast someday. You don't like his bedside manner? You know what has started to gall me a little bit? What? That like, I, you know, I would, I would have appreciated a phone call. From him? Yes. He's got hundreds of patients. Thousands. He of can't patients. take five minutes. Forty million patients. He can't take five minutes and call me. Well, it was a holiday week, you know. Uh, okay. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, did he call no, you it the wasn't, last time? It wasn't a did he holiday call you the last time. Week. We only. Well, we, there was no last time. The first time. The first time. Oh, there was no last time. Yeah, the first time when we didn't get great retrieval results, he only called me because I was like, "Please call me." Yeah. And then he was like, oh, uh, well, yeah, you know, that sometimes happens. Hmm. I was like, all right, well, that wasn't very reassuring. Interesting. You're having interesting music. And then this time, like, we heard from Seema, and she was like, you know, fine. She was Seema. Yeah. Um, But. Those of you who don't remember, Seema's our nurse. Yeah, Seema's our nurse. She's very no-nonsense. Yeah. Which I think is good for a nurse. Sure. You want your nurse to be no-nonsense. My mother was pretty nonsensical. Really? Yeah. As a nurse? I don't know. You don't know what she was like as a nurse? Well, I do, because I was sick and on her hospital floor a few times. How'd that go? Seemed fine. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Is there a buzz? I feel like there's a buzz in here. This is strange. Turn off something. The fan? The fan's not on. Guys, I'm going to figure out this buzz while you're still listening to my wife muse about me having to change doctors. Think I got it. I think you're crazy. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, You know, I don't know. I just, I, I feel like I would like just a little bit more interaction with him. A little bit more like, well, 
like reflection on the last cycle. Yeah. Like, oh, well, next time we'll try X, Y, Z. You'd like a sit down. I, I'd like a debrief. Oh, a debrief would be nice. Sure. I like a debriefing as much as the next guy. You know? I'm a fan of a James Bond movie. Like, here's the thing. I feel like anytime I've had to go to my regular OBGYN. Obgin. Um, and I've had, like, if something tiny has been awry let's say with the pap smear or whatever i get a phone call from the doctor and there's like a whole thing about it and this is like a much bigger deal and i feel like he's just like whatever i'm gonna go be weird (laughs) god (laughs) am i being am i being unrealistic i don't know i think it's a tell us what you think at home is dory being unrealistic does she want to go see another doctor well, I know she does, but should we? I, I don't know if I've reached the point where I want to. It's just something I was like, huh. She's thinking about I'm it. thinking about it. Interesting. So, I don't know. Bo. I might also just be like grasping at straws, like wanting some modicum of control over the situation. Yeah, and we're not going to get that. No. I mean, there's a high likelihood that we do this round next time and the same results. Ugh. fine um we got uh, we have a lot of emails uh okay how do you want to do it do you well, want to tackle emails first do we get any voicemails we did get a voicemail great the, vo- the only voicemail we got was an update from our friend i love a follow dom oh dom tom yeah dom tom todd do you want to listen to his voicemail first well let's save that yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. I thought we should do emails Save first. It. Um, our first email. Oh, actually, f- before we get to the emails, there was a request for your thoughts on the Gilmore Girls revival. Oh, finally. Someone <laughs> asks. <laughs> so many things to say about it. Oh, my God. Uh, we only have like 45 minutes, so keep it listen, brief. Listen, I've been talking to Kevin Porter about this. On the reg, every other day, maybe, I text him about Gilmore Girls, and we talk about it instead of doing a podcast. We talk about it like real friends. And uh, Do you want to tell everyone who Kevin Porter is, just in case they don't listen to <laughs> They listen. Kevin, the Gilmore Kevin and Demi host uh, the Gilmore Guys podcast, which uh, has insane numbers. A hundred thousand times what this does. Literally. Wow. You should go on it and talk about this podcast. Uh, I would love to. But there's only four. Ep- I think they've recorded them all. But anyway, the Gilmore Girls year in the life. <sighs> Lots of things. First of all, I loved Emily's storyline. Lorelai, I found her to be very annoying this time. Rory was a mess of a character. Uh, bad at everything at life, which I liked because she has had everything handed to her. But it is interesting to me that she's te- a bad journalist and not a great writer. Mm-hmm. And that's all she ever wanted to do. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I was satisfied with it, and I'd like more. Okay. I really like the way they handled Edward Herman's passing. All right. Those are my thoughts on Gilmore Girls, A Year in the Life, my abbreviated thoughts. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. You're welcome. Um, All right. The next email, or the first real email, is an update from from our friend who asked for our advice about how to make a comfortable jerk off room. Oh, great. Yes. Let's hear it. 
from the queer woman working on her jerk off room. Mm-hmm. I will give y'all an update when we have one. Mm-hmm. Dory and everyone who suggested it, the crown really does help with these wait times. Oh, look at that. The crown. Oh, the crown. I was really confused by that statement. I forgot the crown was a Netflix show. Matt, I wonder if you could speak more to your concerns yes. about the ramekin. It seems like a weird thing to jerk what off What kind of vessels have you been working with? Do you have any vessel suggestions? Plastic specimen containers. And you can get those at uh, usually at like local pharmacies. Uh, that uh, It just makes it more of a sterile, a sterile thing. And it feels better to do that, I think, than a ramekin. I would just go to a pharmacy. Usually it's like the off-brand pharmacies, like the local ones that have those kinds of things. Are you talking about the thing that A place that, you... that sells a walker is going to have a specimen. Ah. Like plastic specimen Like medical container. supply. Yeah. Um, are you ta- Is that like the thing that you pee into? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like a pee specimen container. Yeah. Just get one of those. All right. That makes sense, actually. You know, with a, I want to see millimeters listed on the side. Oh, sure. Milliliters. Sorry, millimeters. Sure. What a dummy I am. Um, she concludes by saying, I have a very loose understanding of the mechanics of these things, yours and reproductive adventures. Yeah. So that's what I, that's my, my thought is something more sterile and, and make it feel more like you're doing something medical at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, because you also said you don't want the environment to feel too sterile. Right. But I feel like I'd much rather jerk into a plastic container that had measurements on the side than a ramekin. That someone might have made like a crumb brulee in. Yeah. Yeah. Or they set up their salt when they're doing a nice mise en place before they start cooking. Sure. That's also a good use for a ramekin. It is. Um, all right. The next email is uh, from my friend Jess. Hey, Jess. She says this Team is, Jess. This is, <laughs> this is prefaced by the disclaimer that I'm not a medical professional. Mm-hmm. But I am a woman who has a lot of benign cysts on her ovaries. Mm -hmm. Seriously, they're everywhere. And who had two children without medical intervention. My ovulation has been uh, forever somewhat irregular. And my period has always been as well. Sometimes they tell me that I have polycystic ovarian syndrome, but I don't fit all the criteria except that I have a lot of cysts in my ovaries. Oh, this was for the woman who um, was not ovulating regularly. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, she says, I conceived my first kid easily at 29. There was a time between my two kids where I had a miscarriage and then I really wasn't ovulating after that. And they didn't know why I was 32 and then 33 at the time I was told by my, by my OB that all of my, that of all the fertility problems to have, this one is the easiest to fix. They give you the drug Clomid or the drug Metformin and it induces ovulation and it's possible to conceive without further intervention. I was about to start Clomid the month I conceived my second kid, so it became moot, but I was ready to do it. I've heard from friends on Clomid that it can be a little emotionally intense, but that's secondhand info. So there you go. There you go. There is hope. Sounds like it is uh, the easiest one to fix. The easiest uh, uh, fertility problem to fix. Um, Cool. Another. I'd like one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I. The grand scheme of things, ours is not the hardest one to fix. True, true. So, you know, I do. Um, this is from Shannon M. Shannon M. Not our friend Shannon. Not Shannon McDonough. No. Okay. Um, unless she works at a lab overnight processing hospital specimens. No, she works at a courthouse at Lemonster. Yeah. All right. Well, she says uh, this. Shannon M. says, "Love your podcast. I work at a lab overnight processing hospital specimens." And I came across your podcast featured on Pocket Cast. Ooh. Thank you, Pocket Cast, Thanks, Pocket for featuring Cast. us. 
Uh, I've heard of people going through IVF, but wanted to know more of the personal side. I just wanted to say thank you for being so open. I'm sure it's not easy letting people in, but y'all do it seamlessly. Another y'all. We love a y'all here. Uh, on another note, I got Dory's book for a friend that participates in Startup Weekend all the time in the DFW area. I didn't know what to get him, so bam. Oh, well, great. great. I, I mean, he won't get it till April, but thank you for ordering that. That's fantastic. We appreciate that. Uh, Startup, a novel. You can buy it on Amazon and other places. Uh, random question. What's your favorite Christmas Hanukkah gift and why? Just curious, and it might help people in time for the holidays. Thanks again for being awesome. Random listener, Shannon M. Uh, our friend, um, well, I'm trying to think like, what's the best, like the best gift for me. I really enjoyed getting uh Hanukkah candles. It was a good present. I liked that because it was like, I don't have to worry about getting Hanukkah candles now. Interesting. Does she mean like all time? Like what I, I my think, favorite Christmas present of all time? Yeah. Was? I think she's, I think she's asking. Well, I'll tell you like the best thing to receive, like from, if you're like, a friend or something like that what i love to get and give is a nice bottle of scotch hmm, that's a good gift yeah um favorite christmas present of all time Oof, boy that's tough it'd probably be my uh night christmas 1996 i got a left-handed ibernez performance acoustic guitar Yep, wow. Bo agrees. No, Bo, I can't take you out yet. I'm doing a podcast. But as soon as this is done, I'll take you out. Um, Doshi? You know, for my birthday this past year, Matt got me uh, gift certificates to soothe the massage app. Mm-hmm. I love a good massage. She does. So that was a great gift for me. Yeah. I'm more of a uh, an experiences oh gift boy. person. Here she goes. And Matt is more of a things gift person. You know what that means. So our first couple of gifting experiences together, I feel like Matt was like, what the hell are these things that you're getting me? First couple? Every time. Oh, my God. It's like, what is going but on? But, guys, I think this time I I figured it out. Uh, Matt, I mean, Matt doesn't know what I got him yet, so the jury's still out. But I, I think I, fi- I finally, I finally got it. Like one, one year, I was like, I got us a hotel room at the fancy hotel at Disneyland. Grand We're California. Go. And I got us a reservation at your favorite d- restaurant at Disneyland. And he, was, and he was like, oh, okay. And we never went. That's true. We never did. Yeah. Did you cancel that? Yes, I did. Oh, but what did we do? We turned that. We took that and and swung it into the going to Kevin and Kelly's wedding in Disney World. We did. We swung that into a Disney World. We did, but you were sort of like, okay. Mm, <laughs> you weren't that into it. I don't love an experience. And here I was like, I got in the best gift. I think it's the thought that counts, and it was a very sweet thought. Oh, thanks, honey. You're very welcome. Um, oh, uh, here's a great gift that Dory got me. That was an experience last year. This past summer, the Red Sox played on my birthday. Oh yeah, in in Dodger Stadium. And I organized the whole thing. And a bunch of us went, and we had like two rows of people that were rooting for the Red Sox. Yeah. in Dodger Stadium. That and was Stephen fun. Wright pitched a one hitter. Yeah, that was a that was a crazy game. And then we went on the field in the end. And, there and was saw fireworks. fireworks afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, that was really fun actually. It was a great time. See, experiences can be fun. They can And they be. create memories. And they are. Yeah. Thanks, honey. Oh, you're welcome. Next question. Okay. Uh, this is from Cat. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? <laughs> but they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. <laughs> That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. K-A-T. K-A-T. Go. Hi, Matt and Dory. Hello. My name is Kat from one of the states Dory has never visited. Oh, that could be a lot of them. Winky emoji. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just wanted to let you know that I love your podcast. My husband and I know of Matt from listening to The Nerdist often on our long road trips. Mm, and We have plenty of hours for you. My husband came home a few weeks ago telling me about your new podcast, knowing I would love it. So I binged the first five episodes in one night. Oh, wow. I work weekend graveyard shifts at a hospital. Oh, another hospital person overnight. Interesting. Uh, and these past few Sundays, I look forward to your new episode updating my phone at 2 a.m. 
Yeah, thereabouts, yeah. So she must be on the East Coast. Honey, stop trying to figure this out. Trying to deduce this. You're not Batman, the world's greatest detective. You're Dory. The world's second greatest detective. Yep. Okay. So my question for both of you. I was talking about your podcast and IVF in general with a friend the other day, and mm-hmm. she asked about success rates, specifically if you are allowed to know your doctor's success rates for transfers. I know that there are a lot of variables from couple to couple, but with the amount you are paying, it seems like there should be a way to get some sort of information on how many times a doctor has done a procedure such as retrievals and transfers and how many embryos they've successfully transferred. I'm guessing they wouldn't be able to track the babies that actually make it to term are born because they usually end their care and you see a regular OB once the embryo makes it to a certain stage, like 12 weeks, correct? Also, do you, do you ever find out the reasoning behind your doctor doing transfers with an empty bladder versus full? Does he offer a reason? I'm so glad you're sharing your journey, being so open about everything, especially as, your, as a couple. I hope once everything is successful, you continue your podcast through pregnancy and parenthood because your point of view and humor are much appreciated. Whoa. Oh, boy. Whew. By the time we're eight, their kid, those kids are 18. Oh, God. What if we're still doing the podcast? <laughs> we're like a thousand years old. I mean... I won't, I'll be like, I won't even be, fi- I'll be 50, 51. Like a thousand. That's not a thousand. P.S. Matt, I know you love Star Trek. I do. But what are your feelings on Star Wars? Love and the it. new movies so far? If you've discussed Ugh. it on the Nerdist, I've missed it. I oh, haven't and, discussed it on the Nerdist. And hi to Bo. Hi, Bo. Bo also said hello back to you. I gotta say, the Rogue One, I loved. And the end of that movie, the last 30 minutes of that movie. Honestly, the last, actually I'm gonna, Let's make it sound worse, but last like 12 minutes of that movie are my favorite last 12 minutes of a movie that was a prequel to anything. Wow. Yeah. Because you were just saying the other week that you don't like prequels as a rule. Yes, as a rule. I don't like them because I know how they're going to end. Right. Like I know for a fact that I've never seen any of those characters before in a fuck ton of movies that came after it. So chances are you won't ever see those characters again. So why would that be? So then I go in and I'm like, well, I know how this is going to go. But boy, oh boy, it was great. Wow. And it really made me like, I desperately want to watch Star Wars again. Wow. Hope, not, not Rogue One. Okay. I mean, I'll see Rogue One again for sure. Those oh, are my really? thoughts. Those are my Rogue One thoughts. Um, I don't have any Rogue One thoughts because I didn't go. It was 1030 at night. I was asleep. I tried to get her to go, but she you was sort like, of, You half-heartedly tried to get her Yeah, it was half-hearted. Go. Yeah. Um, also, you wouldn't like it. I like the last Star Wars. You hide your head, hands between, like, you hide your eyes. Well, I don't like violence. Well, there's a lot of violence in this one. Oh. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, I think we should listen to the voicemail. Already? Don't you think? I mean, I could read an email if you're tired of reading emails. Okay. Yeah, why don't you read this one from sure. Maya and Alex. Maya and Alex. Hello. Just want to say how much my husband and I love your podcast. We get so excited when a new one, uh, when there is a new one and we download it immediately. We both wish you tons of luck and baby dust. Finally, someone has wished us baby dust. I have two questions. And if you don't have an answer to both, well, you don't have to answer to both, rather, unless you want to. We're currently going through the IVF process now. I just finished an ultrasound where they counted 27 eggs and will probably wow. have retrieval in the next day or two. Ooh. I wanted to ask you both about how you managed to stay sane throughout the whole IVF process. The jury is still out on that. I am an incredibly anxious person, so I'm constantly worrying mm. about how my body will react to the Me medicine, too. how many eggs will be retrieved, mm-hmm. how many will mature, how many yep. will fertilize, yep. and the list goes mm-hmm. on. I'm worried that I'll have a hard time enjoying my future pregnancy. In what ways have you maintained hope and confidence in IVF? Hmm. 
Uh, it's out of our hands. That's how I have mentioned yeah. hope. And like, if we're going to worry about it, it's not going to really do any good. Right. You know, my friend yesterday was, uh, she was, she was trying to fly home to the East coast mm-hmm. and her flight in the morning was canceled, but she had already gone to the airport and she like couldn't get on the phone with Southwest. Cause like a million other people were trying to call. Now, first of all, why would you be flying Southwest? That aside. Insane. Um, and I was like, are you okay? Like, you know, or do you, or do you need anything? Well, and she's like, you know, I just, I feel like it's out of my hands. There's nothing I can do. I just gotta, I'm, I'm like, whatever. I'm calm. She's like, some other people are freaking out, but yeah, what am I going to do? And I was like, I'll tell you what you're going to do. You're going to go to Chili's to go. Have yourself a Fajita. She ended up, I think she came home and then she ended up taking a red eye last night. All right. I drove her to the airport. That's cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, this thing about this idea of, of things being out of your control, that's hard for me to accept. Yeah. It's, I mean, I worry about things naturally. I was a worrier. Um, but I also spend so much time thinking about negative outcomes to things that when they happen, I'm usually never surprised by them, uh, and can therefore deal with them. What about having a positive mental attitude? I'm also great in a crisis situation because of that, I think. What about having a positive mental attitude? I mean, I do to a point. I'm like, it's just like, I can't worry about this. It's not going to do any good. I do that. I let go of the worry sometimes or try to tell myself to. Hmm. That's boat worrying right now. He's like, will I ever get to go outside again? He acts like he hasn't been out in like 12 hours. He went out three hours ago. I love this dog. Anyway, I'm going to. So that's our answer to that question, right? Did we sort of answer? I mean, I don't really, I I feel like this podcast helps because we get to sort of process our feelings. I wish you could have seen how he was just laying on me. Bo, what do you have to say about worry? (laughs) Ew. Uh Everyone's going to be like, gross. Bo, what what do you have to say? Uh Uh-huh. You just lick the air. That's how you talk? Ah, Okay. Uh huh. He's scared of the microphone. Oh no, he's sniffing it. <laughs> he's trying to eat it. Oh no, no! Don't don't let him eat the microphone. All right, that was Bo eating the microphone. Oh my I hope God. you all enjoyed that Bo's cameo appearance. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I feel like some days I'm like fine, and then other days I'm just like. Ugh. I will. I I think the the days leading up to finding out if I was pregnant, I was like not sleeping well at all. No, you weren't. Oh, wasn't either. No. Um. So you know, I don't know. I I, I wouldn't say I'm like handling it particularly great, but yeah, it's also like I'm but just you trying do, to. You get the lulls between between treatments yeah that's true you that's know true both going to your bathroom now yeah. uh other question is if you made any changes to your lifestyle to try to conceive i googled a ton when i first began the ttc journey and found a ton of advice such as making taking baby aspirin drinking pomegranate juice eating pineapple core brazil nuts avoiding pba uh i can't even 
phthalates, phthalates, phthalates. Hmm? How do you spell it? P H T H A L A T E S. Phthalates. Okay. Uh, Etc. Uh, whenever I ask my doctor about them, he never fully encourages or discourages the advice, claiming there is no way to say any of those things truly impact the outcome of your IVF. That's true, because the guy likes science and he likes to study. I was wondering if you ended up trying any of these conception aids and what you think of them. Uh, no. No, and uh, don't really think about them at all. Thanks again for the podcast. You two uh, bring so much uh, lightness and hope to those undergoing IVF and help us feel like we're not alone in the journey. Maya and Alex, you guys are not alone. Fact. You're not alone. Um, but I, I, no, we haven't. I mean, we eat pretty healthy anyway. You do. I, I go to work on a television show. I eat pretty healthy anyway. She eats very healthy. Me would like to eat healthy. I eat 50% of the time eating very healthy. The unfortunate part is that that's 50% of one day. Mm. <laughs> uh, this is from Adam in New Jersey. Hey, Dorian Matt, great podcast, informative and funny, great stuff. He put your name first. Interesting. So my wife and I did Do IVF eight that? times. No, I just always expect to say Matt and Dory because that's what the podcast is. Ah, uh, okay. So it was just, it was a stutter step for me. I see. So my wife and I did IVF eight times, Ooh. which included a positive at home pregnancy test that was not true. Ooh. Called the chemical pregnancy. Ah, uh, yes. Few miscarriages after original positive pregnancy tests. Mm. Uh, an ectopic pregnancy that almost killed my wife, which oh, resulted Jesus. in her getting a tube removed uh, and more happily my now almost three-year-old son oh good who was worth everything we went to my wife agrees yay in the process we found out that i have kidney disease which caused our infertility and specifically may my very low non-motive no uh, sorry non-motile sperm which is and he says good luck of pronouncing this uh acute Astinozoospermia. So close. <laughs> Astinozoospermia. That's, okay. I think I nailed that. All right. Uh, when I asked the doctor how bad it was, he said, We found one that was moving. Yep. <laughs> just one. Oh, no. I had the TESE procedure uh, that another one of your emails mentioned. You were right. It is testicular semen extraction surgery. Uh, T-E-S-E and it's actually worse than it sounds oh, God. <laughs> but hey it got us a baby eventually we've gone for hours about our process feelings people that annoyed us etc but I figured I would send some advice on the finance side mm. here he goes our first five-ish cycles five-ish finkel uh, cycles were covered by an insurance policy good for you that got me thinking that the rates for the that the rates of the insurance companies, like with every other procedure, are cheaper after they get their discounts. Once our coverage ran out, the insurance company paid and we reimbursed them the cost, which cost us less. You should tell your listeners to try to, and get the insurance company to help you out in the process if you can. Also, even if you don't have IVF coverage, sometimes some of the meds are covered, even if the procedures are not. I say submit everything to insurance and see what sticks. Any savings in this process can be huge. Good advice. Yeah. I ended up submitting all of our shit last time and got like $600 back. Something. 
It was something. That ain't nothing. Yeah, actually, I need to. That reminds me. I need to submit the stuff from the last cycle. That's good advice. Thank yeah. you, Adam Thank from New you, Jersey, Adam. and congratulations on your son. Yeah, I'm glad that the testicular extraction worked. Me too, Bo. You're sitting on my leg. It's okay. Sure. <laughs> Uh, this is from Cassie. Hey, Matt and Dory. Hope you guys are doing well. And I just wanted to say thank you for being so open about your journey through IVF. A good friend of mine has started the journey with her husband. So I started listening to get a better understanding of what they might be going through. So thank you for the podcast so I can learn about all this without having to ask her a million questions that she may not want to answer. Anyway, I'm in grad school for social work and now, uh, right now, and I'm curious if there are any social workers that worked in the clinic that you attend. One of the clinics in Grand Rapids, Michigan does, so I was curious if you had any contact with them in your clinic and what your general thoughts are about social workers. Um, you're doing the Lord's work, I'll tell you that much. Uh, another question for Dory. I was wondering if you had to make any changes to your diet at all during the process. I know a lot of food and a lot of blood work is done, so I was wondering if they suggest that you take supplements or vitamins or nutrients. I know you guys will be hearing back soon if Dory is pregnant, and I'll be praying for you guys to have success, wishing you lots of love and happiness, and uh, that your holidays are filled with a whole lot of joy and excitement. Hope you have a great rest of the day, Cassie. Oh, thanks, Cassie. Um, Yo, she wants to know about your diet. Yeah, so I didn't... But, uh, we, I mean, I know we just addressed this, but I didn't change my diet, but I did um, start taking some supplements. I take a prenatal vitamin. I take a vitamin D supplement because my vitamin D levels were low when we first started this whole process. And I take a CoQ10, which is... That sounds like a familiar thing. Bo is going nuts. Yeah, I think But I should, don't know how much you can hear it. I think we should pause and take him out and then come back oh my god guys we'll be rb right yeah. after i take Bo o-u-t oh yeah, my he's, god he's, he's really, really going for yeah. it buddy we're gonna take you out are you happy now <laughs> all right to eat the mic again and we are welcome back everybody. yep we're Bye. back <laughs> <laughs> matt so decided to <laughs> we took Bo out and I was like, okay, it's time for bed. And then Bo, I'm like, Bo, you're going to be in here all night because our Dory's parents are staying in my office. So I was like, I better give him a toy because uh, he'll have something to do. And uh, he, it's a squeaky toy. <laughs> Forgot about that. Whoops. Whoopsie daisy. I oh, tried well. to trade him out a sock for a squeaky toy. He wasn't having he wasn't it. wasn't having it. No. Did not care for that trade. <laughs> He only wants the sock when he, like, sneaks the sock. Yeah. But we're not looking right now. You could conceivably get a, st- a sock. Yeah. And we wouldn't even know. Yeah. Um, uh, where were we? Well, so I think it's time to listen to our voicemail. Oh, what about the last emails? It, we can get back to them. Oh, I see how this you, works. Yeah, you don't... Are you I, don't I don't understand podcasting. Okay. Um, here we go. Oh, hang on. Let's make sure that this is not super loud or low. Okay, go ahead. Uh, that's Dom. and dog, yeah, by the I way. Knew it. Don't feel bad about getting my name all messed up. I kind of have a bit of a speech impediment, and people always no, have it's trouble not you. It's literally us and um, Google Voice. I just wanted to say thank you so much for you. Thank you so much to you and uh, Dory about the advice on the career I wanted. Uh, thanks to you and also the listeners who uh, have something to say as well. 
it definitely gave me a bit more motivation and inspiration that I needed to keep on going with it. Um, I'm actually in 3D modeling and animation, not programming. Uh, Um, I couldn't program to save my life, and I'm still very much an amateur with 3D modeling, but I I definitely have a talent in that. I also, I do plan on going to California, Matt, when I yes. my probation ends in 2018. Beautiful. Uh, any advice on where to live in California, that'd be great. I don't know if I want to go to San Diego or uh-huh. L.A., but I just can't wait to get out there. Again, thank you so much, and I'm sorry about the complication <laughs> you guys are having with the IEF. I oh, I thought he was going to say with, with his guys. name. Thank you. <laughs> no. forgot about our complications. Oh, yeah. I was thinking about his name complications. Dom, that's fantastic news. I'm so glad. Do you want to go to San Diego? Let me tell you about San Diego. It's uh, the same weather every day of the year. It does get a little hot right around Comic-Con. Yeah. Part of that might be the people that are there, you know. They're in those heavy costumes. Every human being amidst the heat of a 100-watt light bulb. So that's a thing. Uh, San Diego's great. San Diego Studios is down there. They do... Uh, they do the MLB baseball game for PlayStation and Xbox 360. Um, they're great. You can do some 3D modeling there. I have some advice on how to fix Fenway Park, make it look better. Um, but yeah, San Diego would be a great place. It's not super cheap. LA is not super cheap. Playa, Santa Monica, have video game studios. EA is in Playa Vista, I believe. Um, yeah, there's plenty of places all in Southern California and I think in the Bay Area too, all of which are not super cheap to live. In fact, I would go so far to say is a lot of them are expensive. Yeah. But certainly doable. Yeah. If you're, if you're a bachelor particularly, you can make that shit work, bro. Oh, whoa. Yeah. All right. All I mean is live with like three other guys. Yeah. (laughs) Live with some dudes. All right. And have a good dude time. Yeah. Um, when you're... When your probation's up in 2018, Holler. Hit, us, hit us up. Yeah. We'll take you out to dinner. Yeah. Let's fucking have a time. Yeah. And maybe Matt will want to play video games with you. Uh, not maybe. Matt loves I'd video games. I'd be happy games. to play some video games with you. Yeah. Um. So we we got a few emails that all basically asked the same question, which was, what do you... What do you kind of what do you wish you had known going into it or what what do you think you should have asked the doctors going into it it's a good question that's probably why multiple people asked it what do i wish i had known it's not uh i wish I mean, it's been stated, it had been stated to me previously, but it is harder on, on, on the lady of the relationship than it is on the gentleman. Um, and I just wish I was better equipped to have sympathy towards the shit that you're going through. Cause like, I feel like, oh my God, she's going through all this stuff. And I feel like I say, I know what's terrible and I'm sorry you're doing this, but I don't, I feel like that's not enough. Nor do I know what else I could do. You're saying that you wish you had empathy. You can't put yourself in my shoes. Really. Right. Yeah. I'm saying that I wish I could. Right. Wish I could take the drugs for you. Which is very sympathetic. Right. And empathic. 
Yeah. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Um, I also wish we had a better idea of what it would be like for us. I wish that we hadn't have been so sort of underwhelmed by the first round. What do you mean? Like the fact that we only had two embryos make it through. We only had one embryo make well, it through. Really, we only had one. No, no, we had. We one. only had yes. one. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I wish that we had been more prepared for that fact. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything you wish you had asked? <sighs> Is it a write-off? Can I uh, pay you less money? Um. Would you like to trade a left-handed guitar for some services? These are some things I wish I had asked. I see. All right. How about you? Um, what do I wish I had asked? I guess I I I wish I. I well. I I I guess I wish I would have known. Like how many rounds would realistically we would need to go through? Although they can't really tell you. They can't. That's the thing. They don't really know. There is no way to know. Yeah. Hindsight's twenty twenty, and I wish we had twenty twenty going into it. Yeah, but no one does. <sighs> well, hopefully, people are better prepared if they're about to go through it and they get to listen to this podcast yeah. and hear what we and our listeners have gone through. I hope so. Oh, and I just realized, I think we, we didn't answer the question about the social worker because we got cut off by our, our dog. very restless dog. Uh, the answer is... our <laughs> We have restless dog syndrome. <laughs> our clinic does not have a social worker. Um, and, you know, I've, I've talked to people who have gone through IVF who have gone to support groups, and I have not gone to a support group. Um, some people have, this is your support group. This is my support group. Yeah. You all are my support group. So thank you. Um, and our Facebook group is good for that. We, uh, yeah, our Facebook group is great. Um, and if you are not a member, you should join it's facebook.com slash group slash excellent adventure, or you can just search for Matt and Dory's excellent adventure and it'll, it'll pop up. You just request to be a member of the group and I'll approve you. Um, no vetting process. Yeah, if, we're I like mean, a we're like a presidential cabinet. Ooh, zing, <laughs> zaza. Um, no, I mean if you act like a jerk in the group, we'll kick you out. Yeah, but we will let you in if you ask to be let in. Um, and yeah, we have we have a we have a little website going now, dorianmat.com. You can submit questions via the website. And you can also email us at Dory and Matt at Gmail or Matt and Dory at Gmail. Either one. And you can also call us at 413-461. Baby. Baby. <laughs> you love that. I'll never get tired of saying that phone number. Well, I think you picked a good one. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, and yeah, if you want to help support the podcast, which is a, an indie punk rock podcast. Indie punk rock podcast that occurs right now on a bed. <laughs> 
that occurs right now on a bed. Yeah. Yeah. And we're both in our pajamas now. Yeah. It's pretty hot. It's pretty cool. Hot and cool. My pajamas say Teddy fucking ball game and have Ted Williams's hit chart on the back. My pajama top is was part of my Christmas present. One of my Christmas presents last Christmas. Yep. She wanted J. Crew pajamas. I did. So. And so he got me them. So that's what you got. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you want to, if you want to help us out, you can do so by PayPaling us to. Super uh, appreciated if you do. Incredibly and appreciated. if you don't and can't, we also appreciate you just listening. Yeah. And being a cool person. Totally. Who cares a little bit about what the fuck we're going through right now. Yeah. All of those things. Which is a lot. Uh, is but there... if you do want to donate, it's mattandory at gmail.com is our PayPal. And, uh. That's it. Never feels right saying that. Uh, you know, I just... Other some, podcasts take donations. Some people want to know, and All right. we get questions about it, so there you go. I'm answering it. Do you, would you like me to read any more of these emails? Um, I mean, yeah, sure. If you want to read one more, I think we have time for one more. Sure, we got time for one more. Uh, would you like me to read this one from Susanna? Sure. Uh, Dory and Matt. I'm heartbroken to hear about the results of your blood test. Uh, while I've never been through the process, I can only imagine the grief both you and Matt are going through. It wasn't grief. Yeah, it wasn't it was grief. more just like, I would call it utter disappointment. I would call it bummed out. Bummeries. Uh, she goes on to say, I've loved listening to your podcast and hope the next round has positive results. Thank you, you. We also do, and you'll hear about it here first. Yep. Uh, I have one question for both of you. If it's not too personal, when you and Matt found out the results that were the when you met found out the results were negative, did either of you feel like the chance of having a girl went out the window, or do you feel future retrievals will also result in a girl? Hmm. Well, no. I mean, that was part of the reason why we put this one in first because yeah, we, we knew it was the weaker embryo that we had. Yeah. So we figured if it didn't work, we we would have another chance at trying to get a girl um, before we put in the boy. Yeah. Because the boy is like big and strong. The boy is probably going to be a monster. Yeah. It's going to be like the bow of humans. Oh. Oh. Adorable. But needs to go out on walks constantly. Oh. But sleeps through the night. Oh. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, I found out I was at work, and uh, it was uh, disappointing, and I was a little checked out for yeah. the rest of the work day. They gave us a printout. What were we doing? They gave us a printout of the embryo, and I threw it away as soon as we got the negative result. Oh, you did? Yeah. You were going to keep it otherwise? I mean, yeah. that'd be cool. I'd like to see my embryo. Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, since it since it didn't work, I well, like, you know, God threw it out, and then you threw out the picture of it. What do you think about that? I think that's weird. It was very a weird. weird way to put. Sure it. was yep. real weird. Okay. Um, yeah, but you know, it's never too unexpected. <laughs> right. That's the Matt. That's, fair. that's the Matt way of life. You know, yeah. Where it's like, well, okay. Um, Alexa, I wasn't talking to you. No, that was Bo. No, that was Alexa. Oh, it was. Yeah. No, oh, we have too many things in this bedroom. <laughs> Alexa. Oh. Alexa, play Christmas music. Here's a stage 
inspiration for Christmas music. Holiday favorites. What is this garbage? Alexa, stop. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, and Alexa. we, before we go, we, we got three emails from uh, people in Canada wanting us to come to do, Canada? do a podcast in their living room. Oh, my God. Um, one sounds great. One person is in a suburb of Toronto. Okay, so I'm sure that they have a lot of experience with Love It or List It. Called Markham. Okay. Um, I asked my coworker who lives in Toronto, and she said it's like an hour outside of Toronto. That's okay with me. And then we got a second offer from someone actually in Toronto. Toronto proper. Toronto proper. She says her living room is festooned with baby toys. I don't think she used the word festooned, but... Sure. That was the implication, but that she would love to have us come record in her living room. And then the third person was in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Oh, I would love to go to Nova Scotia. She said, you know, I know I don't live in Toronto, but I live in Halifax and you should come to Halifax. And she gave us a whole list of pros and cons. I love it. Yeah. I I really do. I would like to go to Canada soon. We never go. We never go because... We don't have time. We don't have time. And also we live in Los Angeles. So it's it's kind of a shock. Well, it's not that bad. To go to like Toronto or Montreal? To go to Toronto or Montreal? Or Halifax? Both places I've flown to nonstop. Wow. You I, know, I've actually been to Halifax. I have never been to Halifax. And I've been to Prince Edward Island. Sure. Which is where Anne of Green Gables is from. I'd like to go to Labrador. Because you like labs? Yeah. I knew it. Meet some... Meet some Sorry, Bo. Oh, my God. You're going to make him feel bad. He knows. Bo looks kind of like a lab. Bo does. Bo supposedly has no lab in him. But that's why we got him. I'm going to read this one from Martha in the UK. Okay. And then I think this is our last email. Okay. It's our last email for the day. Hi from the UK. I love the podcast. I discovered it a week ago and have binge listened to it every day. Love a binge listener. I mean, come on. I alternate it with watching The Crown. Oh! Wait, you're saying like you you you're you're like gloating as though I hate The Crown you, or something. You you scoffed. When did I scoff? You scoffed at at my my adoration of The Crown. You're like, oh, here she goes with The Crown again. I mean, you were just watching it constantly. Yes, I was binging it. Okay. I'm 31 and have been trying to get pregnant for 18 months. I had a miscarriage in August at 11 weeks. Sorry to hear that. Which prompted a set of tests. We know that my husband has a genetic condition which gives him us a risk of a miscarriage of about 50% with each Ooh. pregnancy. Ooh. We've been referred to the sense. IVF clinic but aren't sure which route to go down. We can keep trying the old-fashioned way and risk more miscarriages or we can try the IVF way which might give us a better shot as we can screen for the embryos first, but as you know, isn't the best experience. That's true. My question is, are there any questions you recommend to definitely ask your IVF doctor when you meet them? When you meet them is interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything you wish you'd ask? This is sort of the question we answered. Yeah, I know. That's why. Oh, well, I didn't know. I said I was going to read the question from Martha. Oh. Martha, you get credit for asking this question first because I just read it. Yeah. Uh, also wanted to give you some detail on how things work over here in the UK. Here's okay. some info from here Martha. Here we go. The NHS guidelines are such that everyone under 40 is entitled to three cycles of IVF. Holy shit. Uh, if, they're, if they've either been trying for two years or have had 12 unsuccessful cycles of IUI. 12? Yeah. 
or have any known cause. That means it's unlikely that they'll get pregnant without IVF. That would be us. Being a same-sex couple counts as being a known cause, so they get the same as everyone else. If you're over 40, you get one shot. Ooh. That's interesting. And also pretty jelly. Uh, great, right? Unfortunately, national guidelines are only an advisory, and every local authority is allowed to set its own restrictions. Only a handful oh, offer the full three cycles, and lots offer just one. Ooh. Uh, some also put restrictions on relationship status uh, and whether you already have children. That means that in some areas, if you have IVF and get a baby, you can't have any more IVF to make a second baby. Oh, my gosh. Well, that, that they pay for. Right. I'm lucky because my local health authority offers two cycles with no restrictions, except being a non-smoker. Oops. Uh, but it's really patchy, and there's a big national campaign to make it fairer. Okay. Mm. That's good. Obviously, though, all the above is provided completely free. I yeah. also wanted to take a chance and dispel a common misconception about the UK system. It's true that some non-essential medicine... Like IVF, there are uh, it's true that on some non-essential medicine, like IVF, there are restrictions. But there's nothing that's going to stop anyone from also having health insurance or paying for private care. The cost of an IVF cycle is around five thousand pounds, which is about sixty-two hundred dollars. Thank you, Brexit. Uh, that includes everything from consultations to drug harv to, to harvesting, storage, and implantation. I don't know exactly what it costs total in the U.S., but from your description, some of the costs, I'm guessing, uh, is more than that. It's still a lot of money, but it seems not as bad as in other countries. We're English, though, so of course we all complain about it constantly. <laughs> anyway, good luck. We're all rooting for you. Well, thanks, Martha. I bet in England, watching The Crown is more fascinating. See, I I was under the impression Maybe that... Maybe it's less fascinating. That, yeah, I was under the impression that like people in Britain would be like, ugh, another... You know what my favorite thing about England is? They're over everything? There's 75 actors. <laughs> That's not true, but it's I hear I get true. what you're saying. It's kind like, of Like, why true. is Matt Smith Prince Philip? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying, like, how many people that are in The Crown are also in Doctor Who at some point? Well, I don't watch Doctor Who. How so. many people that are in The Crown happen to have a part in a James Bond movie? Also, John Lithgow is not British. That's true. I recently heard that. Yeah. It's he, like He might weird. as well be British. I know. It's Acting. weird. Acting. It's very strange. I was surprised, but he's not British. He's doing a good job? Yeah, and, yeah. He's doing a great job. Oh, there you go. You think he'll get an Emmy? Uh, Maybe. I feel like when you play a real person. Yeah. Claire, Claire Foy was nominated, who plays Elizabeth. Oh, was John Lithgow not nominated? For a Golden Globe. Oh, I was going to say. Uh, Matt Smith was not nominated. How do you feel about that? I feel fine about it. Exactly. I don't, I don't, I mean, his character is so annoying. <gasps> how dare you? He's really annoying. I wrote an article on BuzzFeed basically about how annoying he is. Everyone check out that article on BuzzFeed <laughs> basically about how annoying the 11th Doctor is. No, not about how annoying Matt Smith is, how annoying Prince Philip is. I love Matt. He's a good guy. I've 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 uh bowled with Matt. Oh. Um How fun for you. It was, you know, nerdist duties, you know. Yeah. Nerdist lads in London, back when we had a BBC America show. Oh. We were in a pub and we played a bunch of pub games with Matt and uh Jenna Louise Fisher and it was the segment was called Matt and Jonah versus Matt and Jenna. 
Oh, that's a good name. And we had to pin the pin the tail on the doctor, and because we couldn't afford the rights to a photo a photo of Doctor Who on BBC America, we could not afford the rights to that. <laughs> we licensed a photo, a life size photo of Hugh Laurie. <laughs> <laughs> so we pinned the tail, we pinned the bow tie on the doctor, and it was Doctor House. That's funny. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. You can check that out on Hulu. It all exists. Oh, really? It's all on Hulu. You can watch the Nerdist. Oh, cool. TV show on Hulu. If you feel like seeing me 70 pounds heavier with a bigger beard, go for it. People can also see you now on your on your Alpha show. They can. If they go to projectalpha.com and sign up and pay $5 a month, which is, uh, if you ask me, more than it should be, uh, you can see my show. Yeah. We're also releasing some clips on YouTube. I'm trying to get them to put more stuff out for free so yeah, people can see it. Yeah, I feel it. like they should put some stuff out for free. We'll see. January, there's supposed to be a push. Okay, good. Who's, who knows? Who knows? Um. All right. We might take the next two weeks off. We might uh, because it's Christmas break is coming. And it's New Year's. and uh, It's a week off of work for me, which is a rare treat. Yep. Doesn't happen very no, often. It doesn't. Actually, never happens. Yeah. Um, so we, we might take it off. We, we might, might not. We also might not. Like, I don't know. Do people listen to podcasts during the holidays? I, I feel know. like they don't. Yeah. I don't know. That's just me. So, but we'll be back with episode 11. Yeah. Before you can even imagine it. But it, be there. yeah. And it, oh, I guess it might be in 2016, but it might be in 2017. We'll see. Yeah. I TBD. think I might coax her into doing one on Christmas. Oh, Christmas. I mean, actually a Christmas episode might be fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it from, from my end of yep. the world. That's, that's it. it. That's it from my one million sperms. Oh, that's it for my old eggs. Great job. Bo? Sleeping. Oh, he's sleeping. Yay, finally. Bo's sleeping. Uh, we'll catch you again, kids. Yeah, catch you on the flip-flop. In the meantime, go see Rogue One. Oh, wait. Tell me what you think of the last yeah, we have minutes. to. We I wanted to do oh. our, one, our one excellent thing. One excellent thing for me is Rogue One. Is the last 12 minutes of Rogue One. Wow. Go see it. Okay. And then get back to me on that. All right. What's your excellent thing? Um, my excellent thing is this book I just read called Home Going by a woman named Ya Gayasi. It's a really good book. It is a, is it a novel. Is it, it is a novel. Non-fiction? It is a novel about several generations of, uh, a family from Ghana and then one branch of the family stays in Ghana. One branch of the family is uh, transported to the U S as slaves. And then as you're reading it, you're like, generations. what's going to happen? I think this podcast is over <laughs> forever. <laughs> Goodbye. Just a wetter version of the skies. Let's get a silver bullet trailer. Baby, bye. I'll safety pin this clothes all cool, and you'll graffiti up his ties. I've got a perfect body, but sometimes I forget. I've got a perfect body, cause my eyelashes catch my sweat. Yes, they do.